Father God, we thank you for this time of year. And we pray that as we gather around your word at this time of year, you will speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, what a miserable year, but what a time to be alive. Kind of sums it up, doesn't it? You don't need me to tell you that this Christmas is different. I suspect most of us sensed it would be like this for a while. Back in July, when the Prime Minister spoke about a return largely to normality by Christmas, I remember my thoughts turning to stories I heard in primary school about 1914 and the start of World War I and the received wisdom of the time being, it'll be over by Christmas. And I hoped, I hoped he was right. And I don't say this with any real sense of I told you so, but I did have my doubts. Nonetheless, there was that brief flicker of hope that something a bit different for the festive season would arrive. A window of five days when we could be with those we love. Only last weekend, lots of plans were torn up as the new strain of COVID was getting out of control, new tiers introduced, and gradually across more and more of the country, the proposed relaxation of rules and restrictions was, was curtailed. Countries started to close their borders on us, so the travel became increasingly difficult. And I read one story on the news about a couple who were hoping to get across the Atlantic to see family, but now they said Christmas was in jeopardy. It all felt like there was a collective, national, resigned drooping of the shoulders. And then something else happened. I was struck by how on the shortest day of the year, when the world, in our hemisphere at least, is at its darkest, Saturn and Jupiter came into the closest alignment for nearly 800 years. In the early evening sky as darkness fell, this light would still be shining in the darkness. And there was some suggestion that a similar conjunction sometime around 7 BC may have been the star of Bethlehem, which caused the wise men to set off from the east to see this new baby who was born to be king of the Jews. Whatever, when the world was at its darkest, here was a light which shone brighter than it had done in centuries. And the darkness was unable to overcome it. So there was a timely Christmas message right up there in the heavens. And perhaps that's a message we need to hear this year, perhaps more than we've needed to hear in years for a long time. That the light has shone in the darkness. And the darkness hasn't been able to overcome it. Try it sometime. Turn off your lights, close the blinds, get the room as dark as you possibly can. And then strike a match. It might only be a tiny flame, but no amount of darkness is able to stop that light shining. 
I'm not belittling the pain that has been caused by the way we're having to celebrate Christmas this year, nor the sorrow that will come with all those cancelled plans. Because I love all the stuff that comes with Christmas. You're not going to find me being one of the grumpy vicars who gets all upset about the over-commercialization. Because I just think, irrespective of everything else, Christmas is a time for expressing love and joy like no other. Great acts of kindness, which would otherwise seem impossible, somehow become possible simply because it's Christmas. And this year's Christmas will live long in the memory. And maybe not for the greatest of reasons. But the truth is, and it's why I played that song at the top of the talk, is that come tomorrow morning, it'll still be Christmas. Maybe not the one we wanted, hoped for, planned, but it'll still be Christmas. Because you can't stop Christmas. Because ultimately, Christmas hinges on something that's already happened, on a child born in a nighthouse, in a small out-of-the-way place 2,000 years ago. And whatever else happens, and however much or otherwise it looks like our plans, hopes and aspirations, Christ will still have come. However far apart we are kept from one another, God won't have kept his social distance. As the message puts it, God will have become flesh and blood and moved into the neighbourhood. God has, ex has expressed his love and nothing is able to separate us from that love. At the moment, hope can feel quite fragile. Almost as fragile as the flesh and blood our God is taking on. That's the whole point that John says when the word takes on flesh. He doesn't say God becomes human. He says the word becomes flesh. The word is sarks. As humans, we recognise our capacity and potential for greatness and vulnerability. This year, we have been aware of both. We have been very much aware of our vulnerability in the face of COVID and, the potent and our potential with the development of ever better methods of treatment and even a vaccine. We can be great and we can be vulnerable. The word John emphasises is the frail and the vulnerable. The hope of God needs to be wrapped up safe and warm and laid in a manger. The hope of God needs to cry out every time he wants to be fed or changed. The hope of God needs protecting from those who don't wish to welcome him but wish him harm. He relies on his parents to get him to safety when Herod decides to snuff out the light. And even as he grows, he doesn't cease being vulnerable. In time, as we'll remember in a few moments, he'll be rejected, betrayed, denied, deserted, beaten, crucified, killed. The flesh will be broken. The blood will be shed. 
And just as tonight, we'll remember him being laid in a manger. So in time, he'll be laid in a tomb. And it will look like darkness is one, that the light has been snuffed out. But the story doesn't end there. For he'll rise from the dead. The darkness will have done its worst and the light won't have been able to put it out. So through this year, we have seen all the ways that light has fought back against darkness. Oh yeah, there's been no shortage of selfishness, entitlement, hoarding, all sorts of bad stuff. But there's been lots of love. People have found ways of staying connected when, they, when COVID tried to keep them apart. I mean, how many of you had heard of Zoom this time last year? People have gone and above and beyond to help. People have connected with churches, even if briefly, and have heard of the love of God that might otherwise not have. Even tonight, our Christmas Eve communion is the best attended one I've, I've had in my time here. Light has found ways of fighting back against the darkness. And those chinks of light might feel very small, but on tonight of all nights, that's okay, because we remember that so was the light of the world. And the light that shines in the darkness has never been put out. Come tomorrow morning, we'll wake and celebrate the news that Christ has come. There was a meme put out by one of my friend's churches which sums it up. If your house isn't clean, it's still Christmas. If the desserts aren't made, it's still Christmas. If there are no decorations, it's still Christmas. If the gifts aren't purchased, it's still Christmas. It might be dark, but the light of the world has come and the darkness hasn't overcome it. So whatever's on our wish list, you can't stop Christmas. It's already happened. Christ has come. God is with us. And nothing will separate us from his love. Grace and peace to you. Happy Christmas.